Hello all, host of the Coats Connections podcast, Paul Coates here, just with a little brief message before we start our great interview with the wonderful Maggie Tyndall on the important issue of mental health. We wanted to make aware that mental health is such an important issue and that's why we were doing this interview. We wanted to take out our time and make sure that people out there who don't necessarily feel comfortable sharing as I haven't at first, but I see other people sharing like Maggie Tyndall has and just come out and, and once they bring out their experiences, I will bring out mine and hopefully that continues along the way because it's better to talk about these issues that we hold so dearly with us. Everybody's going through it and we want to know that you all are loved and you all are awesome people and that everything is going to be okay. There's so many organizations out there like idontmind.com and so many other organizations maybe in your schools and other places that are there to help. So please go seek help to help if you need it. We are there if you need to DM us and other organizations as well. So thank you and let's get into the interview. Okay, now we are reaching our mental health segment of the episode here with the wonderful Maggie Tyndall here for her interview. And we want to get into a serious uh, topic and it's the topic of mental health. Now I know it's not mental health month, but March starts with an M. So let's just call it mental health March because it's such an important topic to just talk about and just explain how serious it is and how, you know, so many people go through it today. And I'm glad to see that it's becoming so such a prevalent issue in today's society. And you know, it needs to be. And we all had it. Everybody's been through it. You know, it's been from the beginning of time, but we haven't been able to tap into what is the root of it, what's the causes, and how we can help gain resources from it and truly like come out and share our experiences of it because so many people keep it hidden or maybe they just don't know what it is and they don't know how to explain it. So it is so needed. And I'm so glad that Maggie's joining me to talk about her experiences. And I am also going to share mine um, as well. So I know, so Maggie, you have written um, articles uh, so far on idontmind.com, and they've just been so great, guys. I want you guys, I hope everyone gets a chance to check them out. Um, they're such great experience, uh, reads on just experiencing mental health, and, and Maggie explains in both of them, like, one night, one time she gives, like, a vivid example of, of, of her night, like, dealing with a mental health, like, uh, issue during the time, like, something that arisen uh, with that, and just how she's been able to go through it and go through her experiences, so they're great articles, and uh, before you get, it like, a chance to explain them, like, it's just, you've been, like, so brave to share these experiences, Maggie, and I so thank you so much for doing that, because we need uh, advocates of mental health like you to come out and, and share these ones because everyone has a connection to them. And I know I had a connection to it when I read it and I was just so glad that you have been sharing. It. I was like, wow, someone's actually dealing with something like this too. So um, I want to give you some time to explain some of your experiences dealing with mental health. And again, you know, some of the things that you wrote on the um, I don't mind.com um, articles, if you, as you feel mm-hmm. comfortable. Totally. Um, I think first and foremost, well, I'll talk about, um, you know, like how I ended up getting diagnosed with anxiety and depression because I am diagnosed with severe anxiety and I have, you know, clinical depression. Um, I think it was something that I felt for a very long time going back to grade school. I think it was talking to my therapist about, um, you know, there's one vivid moment when I might've been in like sixth grade where I remember just having a breakdown and just shutting down. Um, But at the time, you know, everyone just was like, oh, stress piles up and that happens to people, which it does. But, you know, when you have anxiety, your body reacts very differently to stress. And I think people were just always not that they were doing it, you know, maliciously, but people were always assuming that my anxiety was just stress based and it wasn't actually a disorder. Um, And I remember being, you know, a senior in high school and hanging out with one of my best friends at the time and. I would just start sobbing, like, out of nowhere. We'd be watching a movie, and I would just start sobbing. And he would look at me and say, like, thinking, like, he did something. Like, did I do something? Did I say, like, and I would just say, like, no. Like, everything is completely fine. I just don't feel fine. Like, I don't know why. I don't know how. And I remember he asked me, like, do you think you're depressed? And I remember being, like, I don't think so. Like, I'm not depressed. Like, no. That couldn't be me. Like, everything else in my life is fine. So why would I be depressed? But I just would just start sobbing, sobbing all the time. And I remember I would take it out on a lot of the people around me because I didn't know how to deal with it. And I think, um, tying in with my love for Disney, one of my friends asked me, she said, do you think, you know, your love for Disney has affected how you are mentally? And I think, yes, it's because, 
in you know Disney movies and shows, if someone is in distress, like a damsel in distress, she gets saved. And I was expecting everyone to come save me. And so it was really negatively affecting like my relationships with people because I was expecting people to come save me, which isn't fair to them always. Um, and it just, it wasn't right. And I think that when I started to realize that I really was not doing great was my freshman year of college. Um, I was in a new environment, you know, a new place, um, still feeling the, you know, negative emotions that I was dealing with when I was a senior in high school, but it was definitely a lot worse, you know, being on my own and like one of my best friends, you know, we were dating and then we weren't anymore. And so it was really hard, like losing that because that was something that I knew I had, um, and I suddenly didn't have it. I was in a new place with different friends, lost a relationship, and it was just, it was really difficult. Um, and I didn't know who I was. I felt very lost. And I remember the spring of my freshman year of college, just having to always put on like children's movies that I loved when I was a kid to try and escape from it. Because children's movies tend to be simple and not have a lot of drama or chaos you know they always have a happy ending and so I needed to watch those to kind of escape from what I was dealing with um and in that time period um of my freshman year of college I started watching the vampire diaries which is a great show I highly recommend but my favorite character from the vampire diaries is Kai Parker um so I felt like it was important to start talking about it to show like I don't think what I'm dealing with is just normal stress and at this point, there wasn't a label to it yet. I knew that I, you know, was definitely struggling with some form of anxiousness and some form of depression, but there wasn't any label. Um, and through, you know, becoming more open and talking about it and writing my first journal for I Don't Mind, I had so much positive feedback. Some, you know, Paul gave me such positive feedback. Me and Paul don't talk that frequently. Um, and he sent me like a really awesome message about it. And so did so many other people. Um and it made me just feel so much more comfortable, you know, talking about it. And I think it's so important to talk about it um, because, you know, your mind matters. That's what I don't mind always says. Your mind matters. Um, and I ended up um, in the beginning of my junior year. I'm a junior in college now. Um, I was my anxiety was really, really bad. And I ended up going to the doctor and I am on medication now. And I feel so, so much better about it. Um now that I know like officially what I have and I'm able to talk about it. And I know that like, there are things that can help me, you know, before I just kind of was like crying and, you know, my friend was like, what is wrong? Like, do I need to do anything? Like, are you okay? And I just kind of was like, I don't know. And now I feel that so much less because I've been talking about it. Like I could have been honest with him in that situation and said like, I'm probably depressed. But instead I just was like, I'll get over it. Like, you know, um, I probably could have been so much more honest with him and myself about like how I was feeling, but I wasn't. Um, and I think I'm on this journey right now where I am being honest with myself and taking care of myself. And that is so crucial. And I, I'm very proud of myself for doing that. And I'm proud of anyone else who is also dealing with these and going through it because it's definitely difficult. Yeah, and you proud of yourself as you should be because it is just uh, you know it is just such a like difficult thing to like experience and then like you said figuring it all out like you said uh, in junior year like you went to see the doctor and to figure that out and then you started taking medicine and you know it's like you said you're coping with it now and you're get, trying to get better with it and everything like that and it's just something that you know has took it takes a long time to realize, you know, it takes such a long time to, to figure out. And, you know, when you were sobbing, you know, you said when you were uh, little, um, you know, people don't realize that because people like might say like it's the it's typical, uh, typical stereotypical things like, oh, well, girls just cry and or something like that. And, you know, they cry a lot, you know? Yeah. And yeah. It, it usually is blamed on like hormones and stuff like that. Like right. if a girl is like dramatic or irritable, they're like, oh, she must be getting her period. Right. And that's just not always the truth. Like, there is sometimes is an actual issue there that is just discounted because I'm a female, um, which is obviously not right. But it, that's just the way that our society is. And so it's really important to have these conversations to kind of counteract that. Yeah. And it's definitely, like I said, uh, it's, the, the female, like, you know, thing being a female is just... 
I think it's definitely harder on you guys. Like, you know, you guys don't like, uh, you just, everybody cries. Like, you know, it's always a thing. Like you watch a movie and you cry. And you but know. I think, I think there's another issue with this when it comes to men though, is because yeah. men are kind of told to not be emotional. Right. Right. And so that makes it really hard on men too, because they can't, like I, my ex-boyfriend, my brother, like my dad, like they feel uncomfortable crying in front of people. Mm-hmm. And they would be like, I don't cry. Yeah. And it's so hard because you do cry. Like, you're a human. You have emotions. You get sad. You feel stressed. Mm-hmm. And you need to let those out or else it's going to manifest into something not great. And so that's a really big issue, too. Yeah. Like, women are thought of as too emotional, too emotional, and men are not able to be emotional. Yeah, it's definitely a double-edged sword. Like, I know that, um, you know, with me, it's different because I've always been seen as someone, like, that's been emotional. Like, I've been an emotional, like, child. So, um, it's different for me. Like, as a male, like, everybody in my school always knew me. Like, oh, yeah, you know, Paul, you know, he's just, like, bubbly and different emotions. And, yeah, I, can, I do cry and I'll, you know, get into different things. But I can totally understand that, like, for, like, the, the if you don't express yourself out like that and like just go like be like you know outgoing and stuff like that and you're just like a regular like stereotypical guy no they're not supposed to cry at movies they're not supposed to do anything but just be a guy and laugh it off or just do something like you know like a boy or something does and that's uh, totally not the case so yeah feeding into these stereotypes is just so important too like you know whether you're female and they say you cry too much or a male not too you don't cry at all you got to fit in the middle and find a way to express yourself because that's the way that you'll feel the most comfortable when you end up expressing yourself so i definitely like that and the part where you said about uh the vampire diaries and how that you know connected to um bringing you to the i don't mind.com and then like we said oh covid um <clears throat> that can be a blessing in disguise. I always t- say it as like, you know, it's horrible. We're going through everything. It's, it's so different, but you learn different things, you know, not only like, you know, I set up this podcast during COVID, um, the different things, but also like, like you said, you found yourself and you found the time to write during this time and express your exper- experiences. And like we said, we wouldn't have known that you've been going through this or, and you probably wouldn't have known that I've been going through this if we didn't have these experiences to, you know, talk about and explain these issues. And it's just like something that mm-hmm. has been given to you. And, you know, we're so glad that we're able to talk about it. So if you can, every, anybody out there who like has trouble talking about it or wants to find out these like issues and stuff like that, you know, just find a way, find a time and maybe it'll just come to you. Like you said, you wrote an article or, or I'm figuring out how to do this now from talking to you and li- reading your experiences and, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. and my things. Yeah. I totally also recommend, like, even if you don't, you know, want to write your story, like you can read through other people's stories on I don't mind. Um, mm-hmm. I don't mind also has a lot of great resources, um, where you can look through like, even just like what anxiety is, what depression is, what schizophrenia is, like what all these different disorders are, you can like go through, look at them, learn more about them, read stories that are specifically focused on these kinds of traumas and these kinds of disorders. Um, obviously, there's a bunch of great ones out there, but I don't mind is obviously one of my personal favorites. Um, and I, I think, you know, if you're ever struggling with your mental health, just reaching out to people and talking about it and sharing your story if you feel comfortable and you know, learning from others, that's, that's what's going to help you. Yeah. And nothing will ever be perfect. That's just the way that the world is. But there are things to improve it, your world, your life. Absolutely. And, and, and that's why, like I said, when I read yours, like I wasn't writing about my mental health, like honest to God, like you were still trying to figure out what it was. Like I used to like, like, what is this? Like, what is anxiety? What is, uh, uh, you know, what is different things that go with mental health? And I was researching them online and, you know, you find, find different sources of information. And then, and like I said, I'll talk about my experiences in a minute, but you know, you just don't know what it is. But when I read your story and I, and you know, you start reading different things like that, that's what helped me to figure out like oh other people are going through this situation too and it's not just me and i'm not alone in this and we all need to figure that out and i don't mind.com is a great resource uh for totally them. i think yeah. i give like so much credit to chris wood i mean i obviously never met him he's famous yeah. um but like i would not be who i am today if it weren't for him a hundred percent because he made i don't mind and he you know, uses his platform as, you know, a celebrity to create good and to do good. And that is such an incredible thing. And it has absolutely changed who I am. Yes, 
And um, like you said, you're not famous now, but you might be when you go in the Broadway. <laughs> and you, when you do see Chris Wood, you'll be like, well, you could thank him uh, for doing that. Obviously, you'll thank him. And then you'll be like, well, I also inspire other people today. Like I, I did on the Coats Connections podcast. And, and you know, I, and it all started from you, Chris. So shout out to Chris. Thank him for helping us uh, spark this uh, conversation. Um, so I wanted to get into some of like my experiences uh, dealing with it. So many pe- people don't know me be- uh, because I always am a happy personality. And like I said, I'm an optimist. I always see the happiness in everything. But you know, me and you are very similar in that way. We are. You are very happy too. Like anytime somebody walks in the room, you can't leave without talking to Paul or with talk- talking to Maggie without smiling or being happy. So that is always a thing. And you know, it's interesting how it affects us like that and the anxiety because you're like, well, wait, these are the happiest people. Like our friends would probably be like, what? How is it affecting them? And it, it it hits home to everybody. It, it does not uh, it does not exclude people. It does not you know ban people from this uh, disease and um, this sick uh, you know mental health. And um, my thing started with mental health um, pretty much like when after my my mom died, and that's when everything started to like hit me because you know I'm real close with everybody in my family, like family atmosphere, everything like that, and you know that's when I think that that's when the experiences started to happen at its best because it was like kind of like Sutton at the time. Um, she just like, she was like sick, but it wasn't like we were expecting her to go. Like she was like dealing with different breathing problems and stuff like that. And when that happened, that like took me off guard. Like we were literally down in Wildwood, like down the shore and we got a call late in the evening that, you know, she had just passed away. And that was like really scary at the time. And we just didn't know like, you know what to do and I was like 16 it was like my sophomore yeah my sophomore year like the end of it in July and we didn't know what to do and and it just like really hit me and I think you know I was getting heart palpitations and didn't know what to do and and just like crying and and just like wow like this is like really happening like I just lost like an important member of my life and now I that wasn't just like the only thing that triggered it because I always was like, like I said, like me and you are so energetic. Like we're so happy about different things and I'm, I get happy about a lot of things and I get excited about so many things and, you know, a big like bundle of joy. Like I try to like be, you know, so emotional and, and happy and stuff like that. And sometimes when I get too excited, you know, you, you just like get scared and you're like worry about different things. And I always worried, you know, to an extent about certain things like, you know, me and you again are always like public speakers. Like we put ourselves out there to speak like I'm doing the podcast and you do different things with your communications major and sometimes when I went up to like read or something at mass you know my leg would like you know shake a little bit because you were nervous like speaking in front of people or you just be like this so I always had that in me uh like as like something that was nervous but I kind of just like rubbed it aside as like as a child and then it got worse like I said after my uh, grandmom died and after all that started happening and you know during different things like during out throughout school and going through um you know different things in school and you know at father judge and stuff like that like it was a great experience for me to have a father judge because there was so many people that were close with me and stuff like that although i was never like you know like close close like too close with somebody like i wasn't going over people's houses and stuff like that but we were like always close like when we go into school like that was my place of comfort and then when we go to college you know that's different you make the transition so when i transitioned into college uh, I was coming in, uh, I think you mentioned before that you wanted to go to somewhere close to home. I was always my thing. I wanted to go somewhere close to home because I'm going to be a teacher in Philadelphia. So I don't need to really travel like that far at all. So I'm going to be close to home. So when I got to St. Joe's, like St. Joe's, reason why I wanted to come here the most because everybody was so happy there, like me and you. No wonder we both chose this school. Um, but <laughs> but so when, uh, everybody was like, holding the doors and like saying hi and thank you. It's just a great atmosphere to be in. It's almost like Disney World in a way. Like it's almost <laughs> like Disney World. So uh, when we were um, so that's why I chose St. Joe's and. And then when I, you know, came as a commuter, I'm like, okay, so I'm going to come as a commuter. I'm going to drive, which was scary for me. I got my driver's license. I got my driver's license. You'll hear the song soon, Maggie. Don't worry. I'm sorry. I'm spoiling it for you. But uh, yeah, but when I, heard I... That part. <laughs> yeah, but when I got my um my driver's license, that was like the first time. It was actually like a week before I had to drive to St. Joe's. So I got it like really quickly. I went to like Lancaster to do it in the fields, in the wood, in the fields to get my driver's license. 
Why? Yeah, because uh, the one at Mayfair in Levick, like that one, was, you couldn't get it. Like the appointments were just like all sold out, and I had to get it if I wanted to drive. Otherwise, I would be taking the bus to St. Joe's from Northeast Philly because I wasn't gonna live there. And I was just like, all right, I gotta rush to get my driver's license, so I had to go in the cornfields to do it. And I drove in the cornfields <laughs> to get my driver's That's the license. Funniest thing I've ever heard. That <laughs> would only happen to you or me. Yes, right. Oh my god. <laughs> Just, like, something, like, so interesting. Like, it's just crazy. No, like, yeah. The, so, I'll talk about that That is then. such a good fun fact. Yes. Like, Two truths and a lie. Oh my, my driving test was in cornfields. <laughs> and it was funny, too, because I didn't know this place. Like, I always go to Lancaster for different things. It's a fun little town out there. But, uh, you know, besides the cows and everything, like, when I went to the cornfields, there was this rumor going around, like, yo, there's this guy named Corey, and he's not, like, the best driver's ed, like, person, like, when you're in the car taking the test. He's a stickler on everything. He doesn't want the music on. You can't do this. Because I always had music on when I took my drive, when I was driving. So it, when I took the music off, it, like, made me get nervous. So my heart was, like, beating out of my chest when I was taking my driver's license. And I was like, it was horrible. My foot was like shaking, but I tried to make it stop shaking when I was driving at the wheel. I'm like, oh my God, these cornfields, like there's something going to pop out or something like that. Like it's scary. <laughs> it was scary. <laughs> so, oh my God. So, so, uh, I ended up passing, thank God. And I think I, um, I think there's one thing that I forgot to do, but he was just like, you know, it, it, you're cool, buddy. You know, you drove all the way out here to the cornfields. He heard that we came from Philly. <laughs> So he kind of, maybe, I don't know. He's like, the, yeah, I guess I'm a good driver now. I don't know. I mean, uh, did <laughs> people... you drive from Philly to the cornfields for the test? I did. I did. Like you did? Yeah, it was me. My whole family was in the car. My my other, my grandma, my dad, my mom, my sister. So it was a packed car, but I did drive there to the cornfields. So, okay. So yeah. yeah, you were, you were good. I was good. I was pretty good. So, you know, a little nervous, like I said, and that was like part of the, the reason, like some of the anxiety, but you know. Yeah, fun fact, I drove through the cornfields, and I didn't knock over any corn or hit any cows, so I was like, <laughs> I cleaned. <laughs> so that was pretty hilarious. good. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Now I'm forgetting, like, we got into cornfields, and I forget what I was going to tie that into. Oh, um, oh, St. Joe's. St. Joe's. <laughs> there are no cornfields at St. Joe's. At St. Joe's, thankfully. But when I got to St. Joe's, um... I was able to drive, so I was so happy. I got my driver's license a week before, and I was coming to St. Joe's, and it was, again, it was so nice, but again, I was nervous, because I never, I don't know anybody in there. Like, I knew a couple people that went there, shout out Mike Bumgarten, uh, you know, uh, our last episode and a uh, person, um, interviewee, um, and, you know, Joe Cassidy, shout out to him uh, from Father Judge, but I didn't know too many other people, and Will Gersel, but I didn't know too many other people um, that were coming Fun there. Fact. Yeah. Sorry. Real quick, I went to kindergarten with Joey Cassidy. Hey, Joe, two shout-outs here. <laughs> I was, we haven't spoken since we were five. Um, okay. But, like, the first time, fun, <laughs> this is so weird, the first time I ever had watermelon was because his mom had me try it. Oh, so watermelon. Yeah, mom was like, do you want to try watermelon? And I was like, I've never had it, but sure, I was over his house. And what was the result? Did you love it? I love watermelon. Yay! Every time I have it, I'm like, thank you, Joey Cassidy's mom. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't spoken to him in, like, 16 years, so. so. So maybe next time if you see him, like, on campus or something like that, you'd be like, you just come in a watermelon. <laughs> thank you for opening up my taste buds. <laughs> thank you. Thank you to your mom for oh my God. allowing me to try watermelon. Watermelon. <laughs> Were you scared? Did it have okay. seeds? Did the seeds scare you off? Or the pink, like, the flesh? No, I just think I never had it. I'm not a picky eater. Okay. Like, I, I'm good at trying things. Yeah. Um, I don't always like everything, obviously, but I try things. Um, but I was like, I just remember she brought a bowl, and she's like, have you ever had this? And I was like, no. <laughs> like, you want some? And I was like, sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That like, means, okay. This was like third grade, or kindergarten, you said? I was five okay. years old. Okay, so we won't hold it against okay. you. If we won't hold it against you that you didn't try watermelon for so long, then that's fine. That's fine. You were just growing your teeth in. So you... <laughs> yeah. I didn't even have... I didn't even lose a tooth yet. I was fine. Yeah, yeah. You're fine. You're fine. At least it wasn't like, you know, some other fruit like pineapple or apples or something like that. Oranges. If it was apples, that would have been weird. Yeah. If I hadn't had those yet. Yeah. Apples are the snack. That's the snack right there. <laughs> All the apples. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but... 
So, uh, Sorry, I totally no problem. Went off topic. No, no, I love that because yeah, I never had watermelon at SJU, but maybe they should bring that on campus <laughs> and try that out. But um, yeah, uh, so we were at St. Joe's, and like I said, we didn't know too many people there, and and I was just like coming in and going to all these classes and seeing different people, like from all these different areas. Like people are from St. Joe's are from everywhere, like New Jersey, mostly from Jersey, I think, but from Pennsylvania and like uh, I like Connecticut and New York and all over the place. So when we were there, that's that's what happened with me. And, you know, I wasn't really talking to nobody. Like, obviously, you have to talk to certain people when you're in, um, <clears throat> when you get into, like, the classrooms. You're in group projects and do all the things like that. But, you know, I was always, like, the guy in Father Judge. Like, everybody knew me. Like, I was just like, you know, you're Paul. Like, and then I was just, like, the silly guy. Like, I would always talk to everybody and do that. And I never had, like, the opportunity to talk to people unless we were, like, in group projects or you know certain things like that like I never like put myself out there like I did when I was at Father Judge or when I was at St. Hubert's and it was just like a difficult just different transition because also I didn't live there so some of the people who were there already had background with each other even though they were coming from different states because they were like oh we know each other from we live in this you know Villager Hall or all these different places like that and you know I didn't have that experience because I was more like I went to Villager on, uh, what was that day, uh, orientation, and they, uh, the BLD, the black light dance, and, and all that crazy stuff, you know what I'm talking about, right, Maggie? Yeah. Yeah, that, that stuff, so we did that, and, you know, that was basically it, so my freshman year at St. Joe's, like I said, like, yeah, I went through the classes, I loved the classes, and, and talking to people, and thankfully, I was able to have a class with you, um, in our soft, in our, excuse me, yeah, freshman year, the spring semester, and, uh, and then, uh, then we went to, uh, then I went to sophomore year. And again, that was like different. I was just like, okay, this is different year. I'm going to come in do different things. And like I said, during those times, like there's different things that, in my life that like, just were like getting me down and homework and stuff that was stressing me out. And, and I like, it was just like, I had trouble, like sometimes like breathing and I would just get heart palpitations from time to time. And then when I got them, I would worry about them. Like, Oh my God, what's going to happen? Am I going to have a heart attack? Like, you know what I mean? Like it was just certain things. And you know, I worry. It makes about, it worse, yeah. yeah. And I worry about different things. Like, you know, with myself, and I was like, am I, I don't want to die yet, I don't want to die, like, you know, being experienced to, like, death, like I said, in my family at such a young, younger ages, and it's just like, I don't want to die, I don't want to die, and you worry about, like, you know, do people like me, like, at the school, because, you know, I wasn't really with too many people, and, like I said, I was glad to, like, you know, know you and certain other people around when I would just, like, walk by and, and say hi or something like that to Mike or you or anybody else, and, and it was just, like, you know, different things and, and, you know, adding on to that, that I wasn't again living there and I was like living at home as a commuter. So I didn't know what to do. And then, you know, different other experiences happen. You know, we had the COVID, everything happened with that and we'll get into that, but you know, just different things. And I feel, I realized that. So that when I was, um, when I actually, when I was in high school, you know, like I said, uh, the year after my mom, mom died, like I went to the hospital too for, for mental health because I was like scared that I was going to die. Like my heart was still beating and they kind of didn't like, like address it as mental health. They just thought that you, I was too excited or something like that. They didn't know how to like put it. And they were just like, just go do this and to do that. So they gave me like a little like pill and they told me to take it and they calmed me down. And, and I was like, all right, I was fine with it. Like I wasn't on medicine. I just took it that day and I relaxed. Then certain other times and points in my life, like it just came up on me, like different times I would go on vacation. Or like I said, when I got my driver's license, I was so scared. And sometimes when I'm driving and then, I don't know, when I see a cornfield or something like that, it reminds me of it. Sometimes it just gets me triggered and it gets me back into certain states. No, cornfields are not still triggering me today, but I'm just saying like there are certain things like just always, always there triggering. There are certain things that are triggers. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's just like, totally. yeah. And I just can't, yeah, I know you're talking and, <laughs> and I just can't, um, <laughs> I can't, um, I can't like put it into words, like how, how it just happens, but sometimes it just like comes on and I just get worried or, or like I'm doing a test and I'm like, I want to get this homework done. I have to stay up all night to do it. And then when I'm up and I'm going to sleep and I'm like that thing where you go to sleep and you're like, and you're like, you're like falling, but you don't want to fall and like do something like that. And then I'm like, I got to do it. And then when you do that and I try to go to bed, I couldn't go to bed because I was just like, I can't do this. And I just had so many like nightmares and like just troubles not nightmares but like almost like a nightmare like you can't sleep and it was just it was just horrible so then I think I had one more experience like um when I was in college like 
it was like one night and again this thing happened again with like with the trouble breathing and you know my mom and dad they don't know what to do with this because they don't know like what is going on and they're just like what what am I supposed to do like with this they're like calm down I'm like I'm I can't I can't calm down you know and I like I said I love them and they're like awesome support for me but I can't calm like you say just calm down like it's not just calming down like I don't know what to do to help myself and it's just yeah people say let it go and I'm like uh, my body cannot do that. It's a physical yeah. reaction that my body is doing. I can't just stop shaking. Yeah, no, you you said that so like so greatly because I read like I was then at that point I was reading online and you brought this up like it's a chemical imbalance like once you have anxiety for a long time it stays with you that those those like uh, ancestral thing that the caveman had like that stress hormones like they just come out and they just stay there and you know it's just like a horrible experience and the doctors and nurses like when I went to the hospital they were like no like they they weren't helped with it because they didn't really want to say it was mental health like until I started reading up on it they were like okay well maybe like you need to see a therapist or something like that so I went and you know I got like pills for um you said mental health too like you got pills for it but with me, the pills, like, they had, like, a different reaction to it, like, with me. Like, I started having, like, these, like, when I, I couldn't even go to sleep because, like, it was, like, giving me, like, headaches and, like, these weird dreams and, like, you, like, night, like, sweats. And it was just horrible. I have crazy dreams because yeah. of my medication. Oh, my God. Yes. Can you, like, do you have crazy one that's dreams. scary? Because <laughs> like, antidepressants, like, the side effects are crazy dreams. Crazy, yeah. vivid dreams. That's what I have all the time. Yeah, and I couldn't, I like, some of them were, like, really scary. And I was like, no, I don't think I can take this anymore. So I took it about, like, Mine weren't scary, so okay. I, I'm just like, all right, weird dream. Weird dream. You're <laughs> like, okay, it's like, yeah. I'm like, weird flex, but okay, weird dream, but okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just... I, yeah like some people i guess you can have like just be like uh-oh what the heck is that like you see a gorilla walking around like oh it's just a weird dream but like i had things where like it was like something was coming after me and i was like no i can't take this anymore so i was on medicine for like a week and then um and then after that i was just like well what can i do to like cope with this so you know i went to like the doctor and they were like telling me like what to do and stuff like that and you know and then just i figured like do let me try different things like i read up online youtube is always the resource always go on youtube for everything and you know i saw different things like drinking like drinking water like drinking lots of water helps with like keep your balances good so that you don't dehydrate or something like that and you know um you know being active like by playing games or just doing something that you enjoy and and make sure that you're organized too like setting aside time to do the homework so that you when you do the homework you know you're not like all right I gotta be up here like I bought a planner for the first time since grade school I was doing all different types of things and and like and talking and texting with people always helped too so I would text like my friends and my cousins and then I got on social media so I was able to connect with more people like that and and you know I'm a you know we're both religious people we went to Catholic school so I pray a lot and I try to do different things and then I got a dog so that kind of helped with things too and I like yeah. you know I've been... one thing one thing that I've been doing that I can add to this awesome list that you have yeah. of things that have helped you um I've been doing yoga every day since December wow okay so it's been over 70 some days of doing yoga I don't remember the exact number off the top of my head yeah um and that has helped me so much. First of all, it's good physical activity. Physical activity always helps. Yeah. But second of all, like there's some, you know, there's some workouts that they do that are more, you know, workouts. And then there's right. some that are more, you know, meditations um, that, you know, really help your mind calm down. There's some that are good for, you know, winding down before the end of the day or, you know, something you can do is like a boost in the beginning of the day. Um, and it's just, it's been so absolutely helpful with like my physical body and my mental health. So, yeah. so helpful. No, I can imagine, like, like I said, like, the spiritual con like connection to it like just becoming calm and doing different things like um i know and even like <laughs> uh, dancing sometimes will help you like sometimes if you just do that or mm -hmm. or or just like certain things they just like help like i listen to music and and it just it just really helps you out and um or just going out for some fresh air or just something like that and it's just so totally. many sources that like can help you out with different things and and yeah and then i started to like cope with it as after like certain things went on i'm like you know what, I'm going to try to just, you know, be myself and just, you know, whatever happens, I'm fine. I know that I'm loved by everybody around me and I'm just going to like, you know, spread mm -hmm. people like happiness and stuff like that. And for the, 
for the most part, as of like recently, it has subsided, you know, tremendously. It's still there at times, but it's subsided. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just, I once, and then once I found out like your experiences with it, I was like, you know what? I have to get this out there because there's so many people like me and like you before that didn't have this and we need to talk on it. And I have this platform, so I wanted to use totally. that to you. So I just wanted to yeah, like. Yeah, no, and I, I appreciate you using your platform to talk about it too. I think it's really awesome. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to be like uh, like Chris Wood in a way how you were and you found out <laughs> that. So um, so just uh, sorry for that such a long spiel, but I wanted to, um, you know, see what you could connect with like from my experiences or anything that you could connect with or and then and then um also what you do like you said with the yoga and stuff to help cope with it yeah um like i said i do the yoga and i also journal i try to i have i have my journal over here here it's an i don't mind journal so you can get it on their line on their website but it is just a nice journal and I'm able to just jot down my daily thoughts, anything I want to. It's actually funny. I got it the March 1st, 2020. Oh, my See, God. Right before first everything. Page is things to look forward to in March. <laughs> and then I wrote under it on April 16th. Couldn't really stick with this trend, huh? <laughs> so I wanted to do that every month. Um, I, the first date I journaled was March 4th. And then all of a sudden, like, March 13th, it's like, we're in quarantine. Um, Yeah, March 13th. Sorry, I haven't written in a while. We're in quarantine. (laughs) Um, But it's really awesome to kind of, you know, jot my thoughts down and get them all in here. I totally, totally have, like, recommend doing this. Um, One my first, not my first, my second article that's published on I Don't Mind was actually a journal entry. Wow that I ended up reworking to publish it. Yeah. Um, I was just stressed one night and wrote to get it out. I also sometimes like to scribble in here and see if I have any scribbles. There's like a whole... (laughs) Oh, this is... That's me being anxious and scribbling to get out frustrations. So having a journal is something I totally, totally recommend. Yeah, definitely. Like, I always, like, scribble, too. Like, you know, there's always some... I always scribble on everything, even tests. Somebody's, like, my teacher's like, what did you scribble for? I'm like, no, I'm just, like, thinking. Like, I don't know. I just draw like, different... I'm thinking things. I just need to get stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, like, draw different characters and stuff like that. And I'm just like, yeah, um, that's just me. And then I try to exit out. But, yeah, it can... You just... You can cope in, like, different ways. And, and it's just mm-hmm. amazing, like, just things that you, um, you can do to learn to cope. So, uh, talking about, like, COVID... So when we got into that, um, it was funny because my sister had her sweet 16 party right before everything closed down. So it was on March the 8th and she had her sweet 16. So I was the DJ. So we were all like there and it was the last little party and stuff like that. And I was just like, yeah, it was so fun. And then boom, COVID hit us and we couldn't do anything boom, like that. COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like I dropped the little like DJ thing, like boom, COVID. <laughs> so, so that hit us. And can you like exp- like just explain like some of your experiences that COVID has uh, like have you dealt with like mental health during COVID, um like uh, like your experiences like in college like dealing with uh, like anxiety and stuff like that and then how COVID you know either helped or hurt or you know added on to it and just everything with that. Yeah, um, I think being in online school right now, um, as you said, like I'm a little bit in person, I'm a little bit online, you know, kind of a hybrid model um but obviously in march like 2020 when this all happened we suddenly went online like completely unexpectedly and that was horrible like i was so i'm a person that needs to plan everything i need to have like this is what's going to happen like the fact that i don't know like you know after high school i knew i was going to go to college after grade school i knew i was going to go to high school the fact that i don't know like what my future is going to look like is terrifying to me. It always has been. I am a person that needs to know. So when this all happened, it was like, oh my God, I know nothing anymore. Because I knew that I was going to be at school. And suddenly I'm not, you know? Um, I knew how my classes were going to work. Suddenly they're all different because they're all online because there's an unknown virus that's killing people. Um, you know, it was terrifying, you know, it's unknown, like, am I going to get it? That's, and I think that's what really, really sparked the anxiety part. I think 
prior to that I had dealt, I had anxiety, but it wasn't as severe. Um, I think my depression was probably worse prior to that. Like in, in the end of high school and then like freshman year of college, my depression was really, really bad. But in sophomore year, my anxiety kind of just skyrocketed. And I think it's largely due to COVID. It is bad anyway, but it, I think it skyrocketed because of COVID. Um, and it was really hard, you know, not being able to leave my house, not being able to see my friends. Mm. Um, cause it kind of like what you said, like your parents just don't know, not like that they're doing it badly, but they just don't know how to react to it right. in certain situations. And my family is completely the same, you know, it's even hard cause sometimes we don't know how to react to it, mm-hmm. you know, like it's unknown. Um, mm. And so it was really hard being in that spot because my parents didn't know the like emotional stressors that I was going through as, you know, a college student who was forced online. And because I lived on campus, I was forced out of where I lived. Um, And all of my stuff was still at my dorm. It was still in my apartment. Um, So like, I didn't even have all of my clothes. Like, it was so stressful to even just have that, you know, it was, it was really bad. And I remember I started going on walks every single day around my neighborhood to make myself feel better. And they were great. And sometimes, you know, I had so much homework and I was like, I'm not going to be able to have time to go outside, but I still tried to make time because I knew I needed it. And I think that was so important. Um, So it was a really, really hard time, but I think, you know, I was able to spend so much more time with my family that I wouldn't have, have been able to do um and I got a lot of good physical exercise because I was like what else was I going to do except go on a walk that's my only time I can go outside you know um I know a lot of people have been doing you know getting a little bit more physical exercise because walking outside is kind of the only physical activity that we can get or you know working out at home you know yeah no I exactly I feel you with that one because like everybody's always like you know you're in quarantine you know why don't eat up and eat your snacks and stuff like that I'm like I do but I also like exercise and walk well, out I eat my snacks yeah don't worry but <laughs> yeah like I'm not that's not gonna like, <laughs> like I'm just not gonna just stop eating like all my snacks but I was like uh-uh but um you know you do walk outside more and like I said you need to get out and especially during those times when in April where we couldn't do literally anything you couldn't even go to the grocery store really and you're just like all right well I gotta do something to like help myself out and that you know to fresh air like you said and yoga you could do yoga anywhere right you could do it outside inside doesn't matter yeah know? yeah right, right now you can't do it outside because it's snowing everywhere but <laughs> <laughs> yeah normally it would be nice you know find a nice plot of grass yeah i can't do that where i live though because i live at st joe's and it's very city-like unless i walk to campus to do it but yeah don't think i would do that yeah yeah, the, I like doing it at home. I like doing it in my bedroom. Yeah, that's better anyway. Like you get the uh, you can get the music on going. And you don't want everybody like you know <laughs> you to blast the I music. Got, I got a candle burning. I got my nice lights. Yeah, you know, so it's, it's, it's hard to have it's the candle. Can't have the candles. Oh, one other thing yeah. that I got, I got this for Christmas. Um, a weighted blanket. Okay. That really helps my anxiety. It makes me feel so like calm and relieved. It's great. So I highly recommend it. Wait, what is it like? What does it do? A weighted blanket. It's just I actually have it like right here. Oh. Oh my god. It's fifteen <laughs> pounds. It's just a blanket that literally weighs fifteen pounds, and so it just feels heavy on you. Okay. So it just kind of like the pressure a lot of times just feels like calming and relaxing. Oh. But it's not okay. like too heavy. Like you don't feel like suffocated. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't get out from this thing. Uh, no. So my mom said like when it arrived in the mail, she was like, I couldn't lift it up. I had to get your oh, dad to get the package. <laughs> compact like rolled up thing so yeah. it was like really heavy whereas like when it's dispersed it's not as bad you know yeah so but you... all the weight was in one little ball my mom's like oh so, what'd you order a boulder <laughs> my mom was like what is this <laughs> even when i opened it i was like why is this package like why is this present so heavy my mom's like it is heavy <laughs> Like, I was like, we're gonna find people dead under here. Oh my god! Take it out. <laughs> was it for Christmas? You could have been thought. Yeah. Oh, so they could have thought it was cold then, but you wouldn't get cold, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so, it's so heavy. To make my bed with it on there though is ridiculous. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I can imagine just lifting up. You gotta get that muscle power going. Like. <laughs> oh my gosh! That's why the yoga helps too. Built up my muscles so I can lift my weighted blanket. <laughs> 
So you're like, okay, I'm doing this yoga like for relief and stuff like that, but I'm also doing it to build my strength and then be like, and lift this yeah. blanket up. <laughs> like I can, I can carry the 15 pound weighted blanket around. I've seen videos of like people that are like they try to put it on their heads and not fall. <laughs> they like try and throw it on themselves and not fall, and they like always like fall back. Yeah, that's crazy. So everybody out there, like, if you want to get a weighted blanket, I would suggest getting one because Maggie said it does wonders for her. So I might actually look into that too. Then it does. It yeah. is so worth it for me. I I went home and visited my family over the weekend, and I didn't bring it with me because I was not, you know, for two days gonna bring the fifteen pound pound blanket <laughs> with me, and I slept horribly without it. <laughs> so much worse than normal. Yeah, I can imagine. Like, you just get so used to it and stuff like that. And wondering, does it come in different styles or is it just, like, like black or color? Yeah, all different styles. Mine's oh, gray. Wow. Oh, it's um, gray. Okay. I got gray because, like, my sheets and my pillows and everything is gray. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you can get, like, all different ones, I think. I also, my mom just got me a cozy thing. You know, like, the really big sweatshirt hoodies. Yeah, yeah. Not a Snuggie, It's right? supposed to be delivered tomorrow, so I'm very excited. Oh, awesome. So you're going to be like, with your, you got two du- double blankets, so you want the snow to come yeah, back. Yeah, so I can't <laughs> walk around with a weighted blanket. I can't walk around no. the house with that. That would be, that would be too much work. <laughs> so I had to get the cozy, too. Oh, my God. They'll be hearing you coming down the steps like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's too much. I do have too many blankets, though. My mom, also for Christmas, got me a blanket made out of all of my high school shirts. Oh. Ooh, that's awesome. So it's nice. really fun. I got, like, prom shirts, Susie Hubert Day shirts, theater shirts, club shirts, that's so Judge Thon shirts. Judge Thon. Back in uh, 2015. Everything's Ooh. in there. <laughs> I think it's a good idea, though, with the shirts like that, because uh, I have so many shirts from Father Judge I just bought for $5 over the years when they had their sales. And you're like, oh, what am I going to do with them now? Like, you know, I'm not just going to be, like, wearing them. Like, sometimes I wear them because it's quarantine, so <laughs> you just wear anything these quarantine. days. It's quarantine. You can wear whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's actually a great idea. And, again, I love the blankets, like you said, for improving, Um, you know, like with stress relief and everything like that. So thank you so much for bringing mm-hmm. that up. And, um... Yeah, and is there any, like, you know, everybody always says, like, go to somebody. Like you said, our parents, like, they understand what we're talking about, but they don't really know how to, like, help us cope with it. So are there any resources or organizations that you know of that can help um, with, like, cope with these uh, issues? So, like I said, the first resource I would say is I Don't Mind. And I Don't Mind in their bio has, like, a – they have, you know, warm lines and hotlines that you can contact if you're, you know, feeling stressed and you want to talk to someone that's not, you know, a family member or someone you know. Um, so I've done that. Like, I've done, like, a random texting thing where you're just talking to a random person and saying, like, oh. you know, a random, like, licensed person. You're saying, like, I feel stressed right now. And they're like, well, what happened? You know, you're just texting someone. Um, so that's really helpful. And there's, like, numbers you can find online through I Don't Mind About That. Um I also go to therapy every week, which is super helpful. Um, a lot of colleges, I know like St. Joe's offers free therapy and free like psychiatric evaluations to all students. Um, so I totally recommend like utilizing that. And if you don't go to St. Joe's, you know, like seeing what your school might have, because there are a lot of resources for college students. If you do, you know, look into them. Um, if you go to a college that has a DMAX club, get involved shameless plug for my internship foundation um but those st joe's doesn't have one like i said but those seem to be really really helpful um and you know just talking about it just overall to anyone i think you know my mom has always said that she has struggled with issues too um but she never told me about them she never talked about them and she said that was her personal thing she didn't want to talk about it and I get that, but at the same time, I always say, like, if she had talked about it, it would have normalized it and made me feel so much more comfortable. Right. And I told her that. I was like, I would have felt so much more comfortable had you had spoken to me about it. Said, like, I have anxiety and normalized that my whole life, you know? Yeah. Instead of I felt, you know, uncomfortable about it. So I think talking about it, being open about how you're feeling, you know, using I don't mind, you know, texting someone if you need to going to therapy going to therapy is so helpful i even have on my water bottle i have a sticker on my water bottle that says going to therapy is cool love it because it is it's so helpful um you know and even it's not even like you have to talk about like really bad traumatic experiences you can just say like i had a test yesterday i was nervous 
Right. You know, you can talk about very basic things and it's super helpful. And I really love my therapist and the conversations we have. Um, and it's a really great resource for me. Right. Yeah. And I can imagine, like, like I said, um, like going to therapy, like I, I think I went for a couple of sessions is always so helpful. And, you know, to have that resource available and like at SJU and we hope that more resources like this can like be available to everyone. Like I said, as long as more people become open with this and we all like everybody deals with it. And I know that, you know, a lot of people now today and some of the stars in Hollywood are trying to open things up with this as their main issue and topic and use their resources to that because we definitely need it mm-hmm. um, in today's society. I think society. Victoria Justice just posted a whole thing about mental health yesterday. Oh, did she? Was it Victoria Justice? Hi. Wow. <laughs> Back to Victorious days now. I know Maggie yeah. like the show singing and stuff. <laughs> it was a great show. Um yeah, but you know that each they're coming out like with that today because we all have it and they have it too. I can only imagine like some of them like some of them want to be like crazy some stars, but if some of them don't like they live in like this society and at a, such a young age they like become uh, like influenced in this like culture and they don't know what to do. Like if you've been an actress or actor for a little age and stuff like that, but. Yeah, I'm just so glad that, you know, like you said, you laid out foundations and stuff can help. And uh, and you said DMAX, the organization that your internship is for, and just so many great things and resources that we can all come to. And you can obviously always DM or talk to me, and I'm sure you, they can always DM and talk to you. Right, Maggie, too? Or me. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. And I also wanted to make an announcement. So... We are going to do a March Madness bracket here on the Coach Connections podcast. And I figured since we started this month of March talking about mental health and the importance of it, that the proceeds that come from it, from the bracket, half of the proceeds will be donated to a mental health organization um, to help out with uh, getting awareness for mental health issues. And who knows, maybe we'll use Victoria Justice's program. So we'll see what we can do with that. And we're going to do that. So like we said, we're going to do a bracket. I'm still working on everything, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be $5 a bracket. And we'll split like half the earnings for the winner and half the earnings to go donate to charity. So that was our announcement awesome. that we wanted to make on the Coast Connections podcast. Maggie, you heard it here first because this won't be released <laughs> until this is posted. So yes, so uh, try to keep the secret in until then, and then uh, <laughs> so then we could uh, do that. But yes, I thank you so much for talking about this issue of mental health uh, before we get back into everything. And I'm just wondering, um, what was the worst part of COVID for you? Uh, because I have something that I think might have been the worst part of COVID for you. But just let me see. What was like the, the least like favorite part of COVID uh, and like quarantine? Are you going to say the fleas? I'm not. I wasn't going to bring that up, but you can talk about that too. <laughs> what were you going to say? I was going to say that Disney World closed <laughs> for a long period of time. I was like, what? <laughs> I had fleas. Um... <laughs> Yeah, Maggie literally walked up and she was like, I got fleas. I'm like, oh, you have a dog? And she was like, no, I don't have a dog. It just happened. I'm like, what? Like, during quarantine, the worst part, you have to stay home? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we said we said we were going to shut St. Joe's down, not with COVID, but with <laughs> <laughs> I We don't know. Okay, I had these, like, little bites on my legs. We didn't know what they were from. We did some research. My house had fleas. We think we got them from, like the outdoors we don't know um (laughs) the exterminator had to come um but i was having really bad welts and i had to go to my doctor and i am allergic to fleas like everyone gets bit by them but i'm allergic to them double whammy (laughs) so i i was allergic to fleas right at the same time that i got diagnosed with like and put on medication with my mental illnesses and i saw my doctor and she was like i just want to see like you know how you're doing with the medication she's like i know like the antidepressant can sometimes cause drowsiness are you feeling tired and i was like i can't answer this question right now because i'm allergic to fleas so i live on benadryl (laughs) oh you're always (laughs) done like three benadryl a day just to survive so i was like i'm always tired but i swear it's just from the benadryl and not the antidepressant i don't know though Three Benadryl. I would pass out if I took that. I pass out every time I take Benadryl. I, I can't, like, one, I'm immune to at this point. Okay. 
Oh, you just, okay. Anyway, but like two, that's when I'm being like, that's when I start to like pass out a little bit. It was really bad. I didn't take three at a time. Like, I took three a day. Okay. You weren't just popping. You were just like, my doctor, that's what she told me to do. I also was listening to her. I wasn't just self medicating. Let me get this. Let me get this pink pill. It's not your favorite color, right? It's your favorite. Okay, Okay. Oh my god. It was. That was chaotic. Yes, Disney World closing. I was supposed to go to Disney in <gasps> oh my God. over the summer. That summer? 2020? Yeah, 2020 wow. summer. I was supposed to go, and obviously we canceled our trip. I think it was open by the time we were supposed to be going, Okay. but we obviously didn't feel comfortable going. Yeah. Because, like, it had just opened, like, the week before we were supposed to go. So we were like, people are going to be trying to go, and, like, it's just going to be, like, madness, probably. And, like, obviously we know they have, like, rules and regulations, but that doesn't mean that the people there will follow them, right. you know? Yeah. So we're hoping to go back soon, because I know that they're having their 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World yes. open. Um, we'll be starting in October um, for 18 months, so... We're going to try and go there, and I'll be turning 21 this July, so I'll drink around the world. Oh, first yeah, time. So first exciting. first timer, Epcot. Yeah, that's that's always... <laughs> they have some uh, interesting things there, too, like interesting drink-wise and stuff like that. Like oh, I love Epcot. Glowing. Yeah, yeah, I'm very excited to drink around the world. My dad said that I have to pay for myself if we go <laughs> as a family, if I drink around the world, but we'll save up. We'll save up. We'll get there. Yeah, you'll get there. And like, Are you going this summer, you said, or next summer probably my family tends to like to go in the fall oh okay nice time um, pumpkins and we stuff. usually end up going in the summer yeah because we're not in school then but my family does like to go in the fall the best time we've ever gone was like mid-november it was before thanksgiving mm-hmm. um and it was decorated for christmas already <gasps> yeah but it didn't have the christmas rush yet okay so it was really a good time it was good weather it wasn't like too hot or anything yeah um so we really like November, but who knows? Yeah, and I can imagine. You don't know what the world will look like this year. You know? <laughs> or yet, or tomorrow. <laughs> For that matter. Yeah. No idea, yeah. Yeah, somebody could be outside, you know, your house. or like, no, I'm kidding. Um, so you're in the car. <laughs> the but, fugitive uh... could be inside my house. I... <laughs> so anything could happen. Everything always happens interesting, as we learned with Maggie, and we'll talk about in a couple minutes. But, um, yeah. The There's issue... a lot of crazy things that happen to me. It is. <laughs> So, but and the fleas, like I said, it wasn't just Disney World; it was the fleas too. But okay, that was I, I thought it was just Disney World. That was I really thought you were gonna be like your fleas. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but you, like you said, like at least you got rid of them, right? They're gone now. They're all like yeah, they're, they're gone. Oh my god, knock on wood. They're yeah, gone. They the kinda... exterminator was really confused. He was like, "You don't have a dog?" <laughs> we were like, no, <laughs> we didn't have the fleas. <laughs> They found somebody else. They were like, let me get another dog, like, or something like that. Let me find I something. I wish I had a dog, but no, yeah. I don't. No. <laughs> Somehow I had the fleas without the dog. See? It's just always something interesting. See, Maggie Tyndall, everybody, you know, when she becomes famous and stuff like that, you always say, like, well, she's famous, but she also just has interesting stuff going on in her life 24-7. So. There's, there's the, um, what the heck is the name of the song called? The Baby and Offset song that, oh, Babysitter. Um. <laughs> That song, there's the one line in it. It's like, she got fleas. She flies. She's a net, 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 net. And every time I listen to it, I'm like, wow. To make me an offset for a song about me. <laughs> she got fleas. <laughs> they knew. They knew the whole time this was going to happen. Ma- Maggie, your story is like written out. <laughs> yeah. guys it's crazy but anyway just like finishing out with the mental health um certain things maybe even like uh, different things like the fleas can help you get through and you'd be like okay well this wasn't supposed to help me like with this but it's something that's going on in my life that's taking like uh, helping me not think on certain things and it just happens like i said always blessings in disguise possibly even though you don't want the wilt, the welts or the uh... we don't you don't want fleas, but maybe it can bring some good. Yeah, something like it just gets you distracted. It's very comical. Yes, it was comical. Like, I love that. Who gets fleas? <laughs> yeah, and I love like just hearing that story. Like, just, like who gets? You said who gets fleas? Me and dogs. No, I'm kidding. I don't even know what you're saying. I'm sorry. I don't even know what I'm saying myself sometimes. But but I'm just. 
I can't, I can't. The fleas are too much, but okay. But yeah, we'll end this out here. So thank you for talking about mental health. And again, we're going to be donating to the cause and maybe Maggie will help us out with that cause that we find soon. And, um, and yeah, there's so many other resources that you can get help with. And do you have any final thoughts on the mental health, not the fleas? <laughs> just talk about it. Just talk about it. Thank you. That's, it. That's yeah. important. Yes. And and just, just talk about it. And people might be dealing with it that you didn't know. And you learned that through conversation. So just talk about it. Get that out there. And there's always resources and help available to you. Everyone is amazing. Mm-hmm. You are loved. Everyone is, you know, you know, just become that and get closer in society and you'll see that, you know, you're good. You're good. You're Everybody's going to be okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So thank you so much. And yes. It's okay not to feel okay. It's okay not to be okay.